it is time for some verbal tap the show that proves fighting is way easier from outside the cage quick update mm. gordon ryan and keenan cornelius are still fighting it has been Ooh. three days mm. uh, we do not have a clever pun about it because it's still yeah. going on so presumably everyone will stay tuned uh, I thought it was cool when their teammates and coaches just hooked up IVs to them for 15 minutes while they were in 50-50. I thought that was a clever way to keep mm. them hydrated and replenished. Woo! What a fight that was. I am yeah. smiling ear to ear still. I am your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Rafa Sparza, who wrote a beautiful article about it. I presume you were watching live. I was watching while driving from Kansas City <laughs> to Denver. So <laughs> Probably I watched not the, the best ways to do you No, know, I watched the first I'd say 56 minutes before we reached the dead zone. What was your take of watching it like that? Do you think that was the best way to watch that match? Uh, first of all, color me very grateful to everyone involved because if you think you're normally just like oh it's really good to watch some high level entertainment imagine being stuck on the 8 hour and 45 minute wasteland that is between Kansas City and Denver oh no 8 yeah. hours it takes 8 hours and 45 minutes and it's Oof. just i70 through Kansas and Colorado the eastern side which sucks so I'm just gonna say it I was if you're normally at an eight I was desperate so I was like remote island desperate I was at a 12 watching this thing and here's what was great I had complete confidence when I lost service that the match would still be going on when I arrived in Denver and it seems like it was Raph what were you expecting as it went into the fight do you feel like you got your full expectation yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad that we live in a day and age where there is a collective group of people who love submission-only, no-time-limit matches. Now, as we've also found out, some other people do not. They think it's boring as fuck. And you know what I have to say to those yes. people? I think you're boring as fuck. There is nothing wrong with having multiple formats and allowing them to exist. Maybe, just maybe, this is a match you wanted to see in a 20-minute match form. And I've got news for you. It might have been a lot more aggressive and all ridiculous all over the place, but this was a chess match, and I have an appreciation for that because you have two highly proficient individuals who gave you something to talk about. And more importantly, even if you didn't like it, you wanted to watch it, and you wanted to watch it, some of you. Just so you could bitch about it and you could tell us how great points are because there are posts that exist right now that say, and I'm not kidding you about this, Kevin. Yeah, it was great that Gordon won and all. But I mean, if we're really looking at the points version of it, Keenan really just kind of dominated Gordon on points. Uh, we're not. There's no doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No what points. There's no no one entered into that match looking for points. Mm hmm. I can assure you Keenan didn't. Nope. Um, because, and Raph, you're actually, it's good to confer this, double check. Yeah. Submission only means just that, right? Like, yes. That because there's nothing else? Yes. Um, Maybe that's it. Maybe the name tricks people up. Maybe like, oh, submission only. Awesome. Keenan's up 4-0. Let's go. Yeah. Let's keep it going. Maybe What's they need the to, score? <laughs> maybe they need to name it something. Like, seriously, no points? 
Exist? Can I reveal something to you as well? Submission uh, grappling? Uh, in that same vein. Um, so we actually we stopped class over at uh, Jevons's, over at Breakdown Academy. As you should. To Good. watch the match because it's yeah. an event and I love events and I love when people get together and we're all nerds about this shit. So, yeah, we're not the coolest sport in the world in terms of popularity or numbers. But you know what? We're fucking loyal and we get up at all ends of the fucking morning to watch random shit that happens in countries, in languages that we're not quite sure with streams that seem kind of sketchy. But you know what? We do it. So there is a built in sort of. You know what? We're going to sit. We're going to get through this. One moment after I think the first hour when the stream was like cutting out or maybe it's the 40-minute mark, some of our guys just went to go start rolling, right? Now, there's nothing wrong with that because, yes, there is the criticism. It goes on for too long. There's something wrong with two people who want to compete and find a definitive winner that may not appeal to every single person. I get that. I understand that. But when one of the guys from our team went to go, his name is Zach. I'll just say his name. In case you needed a, a fake name for a real person. He went out. He goes to train. He comes back over and he says, hey, what happened? Anything happened? And I said, I don't know. You should have paid attention. Should have been watching. Because I have a problem with people who, when they're not paying attention to a movie, suddenly ask you, wait, so what happened here? I don't know. The person who did the thing that they were supposed to do, that they've been building the whole movie, did the thing. Maybe you should have been paying attention. Don't fucking leave or walk out and do that shit or zone out and then expect the person who is paying attention to fill you in on what the fuck is happening. So that was my my one little short rant. I will say this. Yes, you can go away. You can come back. Don't assume that we have to tell you what's going on. Here's a hint. If you walk back in and you see that nothing has happened, guess what? It's still submission only and we haven't had a result. So, yes, it was, in the sense, a 90-minute marathon roll. Having been in a long roll session myself a few times, they can be tedious. The smallest of things can come through. But I am nowhere near the technician of these guys. I can just say, if you win or you lose those matches, you at least feel good knowing, okay, there was a finish. And that's nice. I feel good for a lot of reasons. Why, why did you feel good, Kev? I just thought it was amazing. I think it's interesting. You pointed this out in the article, but both of them came in submission only. And you really need to stop before you offer analysis, good or bad, and think, what would my approach be? Because mm-hmm. if you're going to start talking strategy, it's you and I say this a lot. I hate when people just poke holes in things and don't provide like their own structural foundation for it. Like, that house sucks. Why? Because it's not big or what? Whatever. They don't put their house up by comparison. I think it's important to do just to help you build context. And in this case, imagine fighting someone you know is viciously hard to pass, very flexible, has unbelievably well-rounded attacks, and you don't... I'm describing both of them. I think you have to approach that. You can't approach that going guns blazing. You can't try and show them everything, even in the first 30 minutes. There's no way. You have to take what the match gives you, and the match showed Keenan wasn't giving him his legs, not until well into the 30 to 45-minute marker, which was awesome. I loved it. I, I, I think, though, that Keenan was doing great in terms of trying to pass, but he was still doing it in ways, and, and maybe this is where we defer on 
giving legs, like Keenan was still trying to approach it and kudos to him for going straight into the abyss of the Danaher death squad. But like he, he was at least trying to play that game and he was enjoying the fact that, you know, for a good while he was able to really get out of the escapes for, or get out of the attempts for heel hooks. Um, he really kept his legs straight and out of a, a bulk of, of danger throughout the match and that's exciting to watch for those who like that kind of thing. So yeah, maybe you could look at it at a 20-minute match. It would have been entirely different. But that wasn't the rule set in this particular match. And you know what? There's a lot of shit that you could say that was wrong about this. You could call the points, the rules, the format, everything. Time, space. There's a lot of constructive criticism that can go around on this one. That can be a learning example. But literally just going up to this and saying, eh, well, eh, whatever. No, this was a gift. This is a fucking great thing that we didn't have to fucking pay for. And I feel better having watched it. Because if they now take this same match, it doesn't lose the allure of, hey, would you watch this again? Maybe in a different point format in 20 minutes. Would you watch it at IBJJF? You're going to be straight out stupid if you say no. Because these are two of the most exciting grapplers right now. And they just make for great narratives based on what they're good at and their their histories. So I don't know where the fuck people are coming from in terms of wanting to say it. But I'll, I'll make one assumption, which is this. It just feels like every time... There is a format that people don't like. They are very quick to shit on it. They just yeah. want to be able to point out, mm, you know what? I just showed up to let you guys know points are great. Okay. Mm, great. Just as long as you guys know points are way better. Okay. Bye. I'm out of the conversation now. <laughs> points are That awesome. was the whole point. You showed up to this whole thing. Not when we're watching Gordon and Keenan. They are. Sorry, oh, that I want to see. Shit, see this go, and I could watch that for. I could have watched hours more. I'm good yeah. with it. Sounds great. And you know what? There's something great about watching two athletes who gave it their all for 90 minutes in a marathon session. Is it the most exciting television? No, probably not. But you know what? Me. To those of us who love the sport, who love that particular aspect of that, I think we have an equal entry into wanting to see that and and a valid point to want like having that and and wanting the accessibility to see those kinds of matches they don't have to happen all the time either they probably don't because of the mere fact that they are hard to watch for some people and that they are hard to organize and get the athletes to agree to it but kudos to the athletes the place that put it together grappling industries david gazi for making the commitment to showing you a match in its entirety, even if they had a guy who was commentating. And Kev, you can tell me what you heard on the radio. We love this I wasn't guy. Listening to it, I can't do it anymore. I, I wasn't listening. To I'm just. I'm going to tell you exactly how it sounded. Okay, you really want to hear it again? No, but go ahead. I'll listen to it. Back. <laughs> I chose not think to. The world of the guy, but here's exactly what it sounded like. For the bulk of the match, he was um, sounding a little bit like this. And uh, I really like what Keenan's doing here. It's really good defense. And as you can see, he's, build, he's building a wall right now. At a certain point, I think Jevons looks at me and he just goes, are we watching golf right now? Is he afraid to disturb the people? And yeah, they had a Facebook fucking live stream of it. So they were holding a phone 
while being as close as they could be to the action without actually being on top of the two of them. So, yeah, it may change the way you're talking shit about somebody and being like, you know, this is a really stupid approach by Keenan. What up, Keenan? Yeah, this is dumb. It's not going to work. doing dumb things fast. Gordon's yeah. face just looks like, am I right? Yeah, I know. So it was a little awkward. And like I said, plenty of constructive criticism. But kudos to the people for doing it, putting it on live stream. And kudos to you guys for watching it. Let's keep getting those numbers up because I feel it's good for the sport. And maybe when people recognize that when it's good for one element of the sport, it's sometimes good for other elements. Because if you hate submission only, no time limit, with the passion, then make compelling matches in point systems. It is the best way to win the argument rather than going online and spouting some fucking nonsense. And speaking of which, you can go to rafasparza.com to read my article on that very thing. That uh, is how Gordon and Keenan hit a home run for submission grappling. That was amazing. It was, a, it was just a cool fight. And I would watch another one tonight if uh, they wanted to get Gary and Keenan on there. Sounds great. <laughs> let's do it. Every Sunday, every Saturday, let's get somebody. That'd Mondays be great. Good. Oh, that'd be so once, great. To- once football starts. To set that up. You know what I mean? Like, it, just actually time it for the second that football ends. Submission only Tuesday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> submission only Wednesday. Monday Night Football, submission only Tuesday. Let's go After do some get tacos. We, let's go do some over under. There was a lot of other cool grappling events. Um, but frankly, when you go alongside submission only with Keenan and Gordon, you know, it's hard to. Burkut 3, saw mm-hmm. some Samir Shantri success aj was at it love the i love the grapplings edward won i don't know if homolo or yuri run uh won mostly because i think at that point i had just had too much grappling where i was looking on and i was trying to see they were on instagram and the problem is is that yuri and homolo both wrote posts just about how great the other person is essentially without saying who won and i go well this isn't helpful Gentlemen, I'm in hour 29 of Keenan versus Gary. I don't have time to look up who the fuck won. So there's that. Um, so kudos to them. And then uh, Jake Shields submitted uh, Machida over at oh, uh, yeah. the Muscle Farm. Uh, fight to win. That was Cope. the other event. In Denver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then also our friends over in, uh, in Torrance, the Nawaza folks, they put together the Taps for Taps Challenge. And uh, had some really great matches over there. So I would encourage you guys to watch that. Again, Facebook Live. Uh, you can find that on Grapple TV to see uh, many of our good friends uh, getting some great stuff done there. So uh, it was just a big weekend for grappling. And, uh, you know, it, it's great. It's it's great to be so overwhelmed with grappling that you have to look on <laughs> and find the results. Because it means that for the rest of the week, we'll be able to look those things up and watch them. Especially when they're fucking for free. So shut your faces about complaining about that. That's all I got. I go outside all the time and complain about free things. Absolutely. Like streets and air and trees. Yeah. I get pissed. My Let's taxes went some... into that match. It's so great. Let's go do some UFC 202 over under. Let's do it.
All right, Kev, UFC pay-per-view, you know what that means? 209 time. It's 209? Something about that. It's No, it's well, UFC yeah. 202, but it's 209 yeah, it's time. Shit, did this, is this a missed opportunity? Should they have had a Diaz brother fight at UFC 209? Are we ahead well, of ourselves? We, you're, we are ahead of ourselves. I actually have an okay. good authority from Dana. They're doing an entire 209 card for 209. Okay. He's not going. He's going to be in the Caymans somewhere. Uh, and it probably won't go off. <laughs> Everybody's just going to be late, and then they'll get there, and it'll be stoned. Weed is legal for the event. I'm really looking forward to it, but that's not what tonight's about. It's not. Tonight's about 202. That's right. And me continuing a longstanding streak of thumping nah, first-class opponents. Nah, you know, first-class is relative as well, but you've definitely been on a winning streak of what? Two? One? I can definitely count one. Okay, uh, definitely count one. Well, uh, continuing the trend of over-under Kevin opponents, we decided this week we would bring on uh, somebody who likes to get it to the bottom of phonies, Kevin. And there are some who say that you were a phony at uh, picking UFC uh, that's, winners. That's fair. I would mm-hmm. If they stormed in and they were like, you are under review, I'd be like, nah, the jig's up. I admit it. So the important thing about that is, as you can hear the uh, the other voice laughing on here, which we're getting to previewing right now, is we wanted to bring somebody who would challenge you not just in the mind, but also another purple belt from Gracie Barra, uh, another individual who fancies themselves to be funny, like you do, Uh-oh. okay, and someone who says that they are willing to take the trash talk to the next level. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome from Mick Dojo, our good friend Rob Ingram. Rob, how you doing? What is up, my friends? What is up? It is on. He was describing Chael Sonnen. There was a Chael Sonnen moment there for a second, and then you said, "Oh yeah, well the hair, the hair says bizbang, but you know the uh, the 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 muscles, you know. Although I'm 150, the muscles say something. Don't you worry. (laughs) They're there. You just can't see them. They're uh, yeah. You don't need to see them. I'm skinny fat. You got to rock skinny fat every day, all day. I'm glad that he's really painting the picture. He's like, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just 150. Chiseled build, gorgeous smile, you know, naked, covered in mayonnaise, ready to go. Well, that's wearing the state uniform of Florida, so we're set to go. <laughs> she is from yes. Now, Rob, tell us a little bit about McDojo. Uh, I know some people are very familiar with what you guys do. Uh, you guys put out a lot of uh, funny videos. You share a lot of great things that get to the heart of exposing phonies in the realm of mixed martial arts. Tell us about how that came together and uh, just a little bit about your guys' mission statement, if you would. Uh, well, uh, the, the first time we, we started toying with the idea was basically uh, I saw this video online and it was somebody who was getting ripped, ripped off by like, a, I think it was like Tiger Shulman's or something like that. And it was like they tried to get out of their contract early. I think they were only there for like a week. And their daughter was like, oh, I don't like to do it anymore. So Tiger Shulman's like ran them across the coal for like four grand. And they were like, no, you can't get out of your contract. So I was like, that's kind of fucked up. And I was like, I think people should kind of know that this place exists. So I kind of put them on blast. And I was like, well, why not let's put everybody on blast, you know, including myself. I've made fun of my own school. I think I posted one of my fights before where I got my ass kicked. Um, I just think it's important that people understand that, you know, there's a – there's more to this than meets the eye, and a lot of people can get ripped off and hurt and uh, kind of taken for a ride in the arts. And I think it's good that people kind of know that that kind of stuff exists. Um, and now we're just trying to look to branch off a little bit more, hopefully build a website here soon to kind of, you know, make people 
let other people know about schools in their area that may be ripoffs or have molesters that happen to be there and things like that. Now, I have to ask this because obviously uh, we're not even going to touch the molester problem. That That is a real issue that happens and not enough people talk about it or uh, a lot of assault, uh, a lot of seedy underbelly shit that happens to that, fosters oh, dude, that idea like a bullshit. karate in Georgia, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That, that dude's still there. He got charged with six counts or he got accused of six counts of molestation and he still runs the school and it still exists there. Well, maybe they're just like, you know, six, mm, let's see this through. Well, yeah, let's just see what happens. I mean, sure. people let seven. Seven's the magic number. Six, people let right seven, though. Seven. Everybody seven knows animal. when you punch seven on that free punch card, the next rape is free. <laughs> uh, anyway. Well, I, mean, that's, I don't know if that's how you guys do it, but nope. here in Florida, that's how we roll. Nope, let's immediately yeah, like, strike that yeah, from the podcast everybody. record <laughs> as a joke. Obviously, we are joking, people. It is a terrible thing. However, I am glad that you bring to light that. <laughs> However, in terms of the ripped-offness, how often does that happen? Because I guess we read about it like what, Kev? Do, don't you feel like you read about it like once every two or three months that there's some big issue that comes up? Is it more prevalent than we know? Do you find that there are more instances that you come across that maybe don't make I guess if you want to call it journalism, jiu-jitsu journalism news or MMA journalism news, which is a funny statement in itself, <laughs> is it a bigger issue than people really let on? Well, I think the problem is, is people have – it's a double-edged sword. One, uh, most schools do run contracts, just like a gym or anything like that. And most month-to-month schools – I'm not saying all. I'm just saying most don't survive without contracts. You know, the average martial arts student drops out after a year – so without a contract, chances are good the building and the lights won't stay on, you know, if people just don't keep showing up, especially on a month-to-month contract. So what happens is people will sign themselves up for these contracts, not reading them, not understanding this is a commitment that they're making, and then a week later go, well, hey, you know, I want to get out of my contract. So I would say most of it is just people's common sense. You know, they just don't understand what they're signing, and then they get pissed off when they're being held accountable for their agreement. And then the other half would like that that particular instance I was talking about before, that's $4,000 for three-year agreement. Come on now. You, you know, there's got to be like a halfway, you got to meet me somewhere in there. You know, like if I pay you 500 I can get out or something like that. But that kind of stuff happens all the time with like ATAs, Karate Americas, Victory Martial Arts. All those places are just belt mills, man. You got to pay them money. You'll get your black belt in like a year. And then congratulations, you have this shitty piece of cloth around your waist that means nothing. You know, and if you want to get out of it, tough titties. Because you're going to have to pay up the whole thing. So it happens all the time. I want to help, too. And here's how I'm going to do this. I I have a very specific question. What do you think? Let's all think back. Because we all three of us sat in our first jujitsu class or boxing or Muay Thai and got the shit kicked out of us. Right. Felt that fear. Some of us more than others, Kevin. I like that you more than others. You really put us all yeah, in the same okay, category as yeah. all three of us having boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai experience when there's definitely a slant on this line of one person who has more of that than the rest of us. <laughs> more, sure. Oh. But if yes, you okay. sat through like two or three, you start, oh, okay. to, you start to feel it. Okay. What do you think it would be like? Because we need to think about this person standing there watching one of the energy gurus. The people oh, that can simply block you through concentrating. <laughs> like, let's just say that's your first day. 
you hear about you're like, I heard this is amazing. You go, you see him wielding a staff, somehow able to take out grown men. What does that person think when they see that? Oh man, um, I well, I would think that most people um, would would go, man, this guy's full of shit. <laughs> you know, these people are full of fucking shit. There's no goddamn way that you're going to be able to knock somebody out with your brain. You know, like Boz Rudin has stories of, on Tom's stories of making fun of these people and, and you know, people challenging and telling him he's full of shit, you know. Um, but I think that most of the time when it comes to that kind of stuff, the reason people get stuck in that trap is because it's not their first day when they see it. You know, they got to get weaned into it like a cult. You know, it's fucking weird. You know, they bring it in and they're like, oh, hey, let's show you some kind of legit shit that you might believe, you know. And then next thing you know, it's, why are we wearing the different robes now? And why are there candles lit? Are, are we raping someone? Is there a raping going on? And then the next <laughs> thing you know, somebody's getting knocked out across the room with someone's mind, like fucking Yoda. Jesus Christ, that shit's irritating. But that's how it gets stuck, you know. People get caught in the little trap to begin with, you know. And, oh, I guess I can kind of believe that. Next thing you know, they're calling somebody Grand Master Wizard something, and they're wearing weird robes. And then all of a sudden, someone gets knocked out with their mind, and they go, well... You know, I've been here for eight years. It's either destroy the last eight years of my work or go with it. So they usually just go with it. The next thing you know, they believe it. That's just how I think it goes down anyway. Raph, uh, nerdy moment. Mm. Raph, this is, it's all the Stanford prison experiment. It just, all, every bit of it is, everyone needs to go back to the psychology chapter they skipped on the Stanford prison experiment, read it, and we've summed <laughs> it up. Coincidentally, it also would be some good things to start teaching in Florida. I'm just going to throw that out there. Wow. Seems like he does understand that this is how it happens. <laughs> I mean, just, this is just how I see it going down. I mean, I don't know these fucking crazy people's idea of how this stuff works. I just assume that that would be the, the natural progression of the mind fuck. You know, I would think that it doesn't start off all rapey. I think it just eventually gets that way. Well, what upsets okay. me is they don't have competitions because mm. that would be fucking amazing oh that Absolutely. would be amazing on video but to be oh, fair yeah, what be that they we have like, bullshit each other they have Light like heavy. air guitar competition so it's not out of the realm that somebody thinks that they're going to use the force which by the way i'm sorry if we have any star wars fans spoiler alert you don't have the force <laughs> i don't really mean Why? to ruin it for you guys oh, i mean rob that's fine you do what you need to do <laughs> with your bastion of integrity that you have over there being like, I want to expose fakes. <laughs> but Rob, well, I mean, hey, shit, but the dollar price is right, son. I will fuck it. <laughs> if I knew this, like, you can't tell me that in your mind you have never thought about just, you know, like, all this is hard work. Jiu-Jitsu is kind of hard. Boxing and Muay Thai is kind of hard. Why don't I just create my own bullshit art? I could do that tomorrow. I print up some nice certificates. I bring in some people for a lunch, maybe a back-to-school special. Next thing you know, I'm knocking them out with my mind. They all believe my bullshit. I get paid. I'd have to tell you this. I mean, so this is a very true thing. I've started a movement called WWE BJJ, which is the combination of pro wrestling. Love it, by the way. I thank you. That, and jiu-jitsu. Here's the thing. It's a real thing now. We have people who send me videos and tag us in shit that we just look down and go, whoa. Uh, that we made own. that. We did make that. I, you know, like <laughs> we had somebody today show up for a seminar, and I put him in a sharpshooter, and he goes, "Thank you, Raph. Now I feel like it's a true rite of passage for me being here." And I'm like, "Uh oh, this is how the cult begins, right? You feel this power, and you go, 
let's just abuse the shit out of it. <laughs> Not that I abuse my followers. You guys, thank you so much. You're the one that makes the magic happen. But let me ask you this. Okay, so Rob, before we get into the game, I do want to know this. We're Obviously, you've got the boxing, jiu-jitsu, uh, kickboxing, Muay Thai, all of those experiences, which I think are great. Having been in all of those different fields, before we get to the game, this is a question I have to ask. Have you ever seen some sort of fake black belt situation or a McDojoing happen? If so, where and how? And you don't necessarily have to use real names. Like, do whatever you need to do. Oh, fuck that. I'm going to use real names. I have much more fun that way. Do it. Oh, man, I can't wait to hear about that on Monday uh, or whenever this airs. Um, yeah, I have, um, actually there's a guy here in Jacksonville who has a huge following uh, it's international following actually. So you would think that these people only have like 10 followers in their fucking mom's basement. Shit's not true. Like people really, and their hearts want to believe that this is how you really defend yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was at, uh, my original karate school and, uh, when I was there, a gentleman came in and he was talking to my instructor. And as they were kind of talking to each other, he starts talking about, uh, like, chi. And I'm sitting there going, like, what? Like, like chi? Like, I'm thinking, like, chai chi. Like, I was young. You know, I was thinking it was, like, something different. I had never heard of it before. And then, you know, he brings in his student who happens to be, I guess the student was just there. It's a long time ago. And then he was talking to the student, and he was like, I'll show you. And then he asked his student to go to the other side of the room, and he knocked him out with his fucking mind in person, right? <laughs> So I'm sitting there staring at this shit, and you know, like, I've seen people really get knocked out a lot over the years, and there's a lot of shit that happens to you when you get knocked out, and one of them is not being able to control your body hitting the floor, you know? So when you see somebody get really knocked out, you might see a seizure, you might see a shake or a convulsion, you might see, uh, you know, a heavy breathing. This dude fucking went down like he was just kind of casually laying on the floor knocked out, right? Mm. So they cross his ankles, and they sit him up, and he's patting him on the chest and rubbing him down like it's some kind of odd sensual massage. And then he gets him up, and then like two seconds later, dude's completely fine. And I'm like, that is a load of bullshit. This dude's name is Jack Hogan. Look him up. Jack Hogan International. The dude has schools all over the world. How many students he has, I don't know. But just look the shit up. If he's got schools all over the world, that means he's got at least a couple hundred followers, if not a couple thousand. But, but like, what do you out. do in that situation? If you're watching it happen, and and where were you in your journey on this? Because I just, oh, man, I, I can't. Like you were 15? Because, and again, maybe you're being respectful of adults, or I don't know what your situation is at this point. But I know I have this problem, and Kevin does too, where we see anything incongruent or a little bit odd. I can't stop laughing. Like it's I'll just gonna make me if I watch someone pass out without like collapsing. And everyone knows that trains knows exactly. Even if you don't watch some Anderson Silva fights, that moment when someone collapses mm-hmm. is amazing. But it's also I, just, I was blown away. I didn't know really what to think. You like know, when you're younger, you just don't quite. You know, you don't have that quite like, okay, well, I'm going to tell my instructor that that guy's full of shit, even though they're best friends. Like, it wasn't like one of those deals. It was like, well, I'm just going to shut up and keep my opinions to myself, you know, but that was fucking weird. And when I saw it, and like, it seemed like everybody was either believing it, and I think that's the real problem, too, is I think so many people don't believe it, but they're not willing to speak up and say anything about it because it would collapse their entire belief system. 
you know, they're like, I've been respecting this person my whole life and I've hang out with them and that we, you know, we watch UFC and we talk about why their, their fucking arm bar isn't going to work because my no touch knockout will work better, you know, and then all of a sudden I see it. And now I have to like backtrack and go, well, wait a minute. Am I really going to collapse my entire belief system based off of me telling you you're full of shit? Or am I just going to let this ride? And I think that's what happens for most people. They just let it ride and they just follow along with the fairy tale. So let me see if I get this straight. Rob's the kid who figured out Santa Claus didn't exist when he was a kid real quick, but didn't say shit because he was like, you know what? These gifts are great and I'm not going to fuck this up for me. You are right, sir. And you know what? Still getting gifts today. I don't care if they say Santa or not. <laughs> but, you know, like, it's one of those deals. Like, it's just, I think that that's why people fucked it. But that thing, that's why it just continues to go on. Is I think people are looking to believe in something. They find it. And then they go, well, now I kind of found out it's full of shit. And then I think most people just go with it. And I don't know why they would. You know, personally, I think as well as you guys, you, you're tra- you train jujitsu, so... When you train jiu-jitsu, everything has to be on the mat. You have to prove it all the time. And if you're not very good, no matter what your belt is, then it'll show on the mat right then. Even if you're having a good day, bad day, it shows. And you can't fake your way or lie your way out of it. You just either are good or you aren't, and that's all there is to it. Question. Uh, point of flair, clarification here. Kev, huh. people have good days in jiu-jitsu? I've heard of them. I've, okay. I've heard of them. I don't, Ever? I've, I, don't, I can't confirm it. Seems like a, a little bit of peddling bullshit on our show. Uh, but speaking of exposing <laughs> frauds, I think it's time for us to go to the game. Let's cue music. Rob, I want to thank you for enlightening us a little bit about, uh, I guess, the dangers that happen in mixed martial arts. The thing is, we're getting to that point now where we need to really test ourselves. That's what martial artists do. The way that we test ourselves here is we play a game called Over Under Kevin. The basic premise is who can get more picks at a UFC pay-per-view right than the other person. Kevin is world-renowned for his inability to win this game. He is coming off of what we think is a one-win streak. Maybe two, we're not quite sure. But he doesn't win a lot. So the premise that we have here is, can you outguess Kevin? The way we play this game is very simple. We go out of order through the entire card. Each participant gets 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win. And if I so deem it, I will give them 15 seconds of rebuttal time. Gentlemen, the most important aspect of the game is the trash talking. Do you both understand the rules? Oh, yeah. I understand that someone's going to lose. That's Uh, all I know. I've never listened to the rules, but that's mm-hmm. never stopped me from saying yes when you ask. It's true. I, I mean, Kev, I love that you bypassed the fact that he literally just said someone's going to lose. He, he didn't say well, that you're going to lose. Specifically him. I mean, I, did, I, I thought I made that <laughs> no, clear. Let's no, leave this open, no. Rob. I like because he's, <laughs> he's keeping an even head about this, and I think that's wise. Neither Actually. of us sound like people that thrived in algebra. I don't mean to presume anything, but you were already fighting by 15. Uh, I think this is going to well, be I'm a so real... Now. <laughs> but Kev, be a clash the of the people not wearing pants, and it's going to be this. mediocre. We've discussed yeah. the fact that, yes, he has been doing karate for 19 years. He was starting to fighting when he was, like, what, 15? He has a 6-0 and o boxing record and a 4-0 and o kickboxing record. 4-2. and two. I did lose twice. So I, can't, I can't shake those off. Oh, shut Whatever up. You're it. ruining the fucking narrative I had here. Listen, what I'm saying is he's unbeatable, Kevin, despite what he's trying to tell you here. Champion son. 
Uh, yep, not important. But Kev, you are quite beatable. So how do you respond to somebody who has a winning record? The same way I respond to everybody that had a winning record, which is, I believe, what you mean to use. <laughs> I'm really excited about your past successes. Let's live in the now, and I'm going to beat your ass. That's just how I handle it. I'm sure I had it coming. That's, uh, this is not nice. That's not very nice. You're trying to beat me up? Oh, it's on. Let's get it. Bring well, it. Now, we now, now he's fired up, Kev. It took him oh, a it's second. On. It's on. All right, let's go ahead and start here. We're going to have Kevin with 15 seconds on the clock, starting with a welterweight fight between Tim Means and Savada Homasami. This is easy. I got the dirty bird um, because I've picked against him in the past, and it hasn't gone well. Yep. Tim Means. Friend of the podcast, you picked against him. Just wanted to point mm. that out. Yeah, that let's see opinion. here. All right. Oh, is this are we betting on 202? Is this 202 what we're going here? Jesus Christ, you are from Florida, aren't you? Yeah, man, I'm already on 202. What are we at? Yeah. We're talking about fight pass? Ev- man, I'm losing already. It's, the way it works is we pick them out of order. That was discussed in the rule part of the over-under oh, yeah. Kevin game. Well, so, I'm already, you already know I'm from Florida. I wasn't paying attention. I, I know where I am right now. I know. I know. It, it, it's a scary world, I understand. Words are terrifying. I will repeat the names so that you may use the 50-50 chance of picking one of them correctly. Here we go. It is Tim Means versus Savada Homasai. I'm going to go with the second dude because his name is fucking awesome. Can't even pronounce the shit. I say that guy went. Hands down. Very good. I'm nervous. That's a, That's a very sound. Good I was going to say I like his strategy early. That's not bad. For these early fights, That's that's not bad. Uh, let me ask you this. As someone who has fought before, have you ever fought against somebody whose name was hard to pronounce? Rob? Um, I can't remember any of their names. It's not boding uh, well for uh, concussion tests, but that's good. Oh, dude, I got a great story on concussions, but I guess we're not there yet. So, um, uh, <laughs> I got a really good the, story about a concussion. Please save it for the NFL-esque investigation that we do one day on concussions in the UFC. Uh, it'll be a very special episode of Verbal Tap. Uh, Kev, I think this covers this fight very well, and I think that's why we've got to go to our next one with Rob leading off. 15 seconds on the clock between Colby Covington and Max Griffin. Goo? Max Griffin. That motherfucker. I'm going to keep going with the names because, hands down, I think the names is worth that. Max Griffin sounds like a dude who is half man, half animal. He will snatch you out of the fucking ring with his talons and his wing like reflex. I think I'm going to go with Griffin. Okay. Kev, I've got 15 on the clock for you. I like half man, half animal. Way cooler nickname than he currently has. I'm going to go with Colby Covington for the abs, Raph. Mm. Colby's got a beautiful set and the better the guy with the better abs wins. I'm pretty sure that's how fighting Not necessarily true. Kev, what do you think about this? Do you feel that Rob reads too many fantasy books and maybe this explains why he was at a dojo where they were using basic, you know, mind control powers to exert themselves? I don't think he reads too many fantasy novels. That's all I would read if I lived in the great state of Florida. (laughs) I would just keep reading things that were probably sci-fi, fantasy, uh, history of other states anything like that <laughs> a lot of dystopian futures get discussed in florida for some reason dnd for life dnd oh i need i need to stop here though let me ask you this though rob are you a dnd person when i was younger yes i was but that's why i used to get my ass kicked all the time too so 
once you hit about the age where you start fucking, you usually stop doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's just how it progressed. But did you? What? Ever like, start fucking? Well, I'm married now. I mean, I no, just. That I still doesn't mean anything. In fact, it could mean the opposite if you're truly married. <laughs> I have to ask you this, though. If this did happen to you, did you stop playing D&D like once you got to the fucking stage? Um, yes, yes, actually, because I was too busy doing that than hanging out with people who play D&D. Like, hey, man, you want to come play D&D? It's like, no, man, I'm going to be going getting some sex right now. And they were like, cool. <laughs> going to be going. Congratulations, you're the first of our kind to do so. You're welcome. <laughs> they probably asked you to write letters and let them know how it goes. <laughs> Just uh, write little notes like my own little fantasy fiction for myself. Oh, you know, a little fan fiction of my own sexcapades. Yep, this is where I cut the conversation off. Kevin, we're going to go back to you. It's a Walter White fight between Neil Magny and Lorenz Larkin. This is tough for me to do this, Raph, but I'm going to go against probably not a tough 17 competitor, Neil Magny, for Lorenz the Monsoon Larkin. Okay, 15 on the clock for you, Rob. What do you got for us? I am simply going to pick the other guy because you picked that guy. Boom. You're going to fucking lose that one. Hands down. Just because of that logic. That's it right there. That's all I need to say. <laughs> the history Kevin, of the game would say it's not a terrible strategy. It's really not. It still comes in handy. At the Does most it hurt? Maybe. Times. Maybe a little bit emotionally, but it's not a bad strategy. Let me ask you this, Rob. You don't know Kevin very well. You've just met him about 40 minutes ago. Um, what do you think most emotionally scarred Kevin as a young, impressionable youth? Um, if I had to guess, uh, I would say uh, he exudes feminine qualities. So I would think that uh, that would probably be it. I think that he probably got picked on a lot because of that. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, you can hear in touch with the feminine side. I get it. You know, that's your thing. Absolutely. Uh, Kev, but, it's 2016. Kevin, I'm going to come back to this. Did you get picked on a lot as a kid? Fair. I mean, an even amount. Yeah, I'd say I got picked on. That's a bully. Yeah, I just I don't know why I just never pictured you that you actually got picked on. I did suffer from other problems children suffer from. <laughs> Can you tease one of them and we won't talk about it? I there was some bullying that went on, and uh, I went to school with some uh, national treasures. Oh, that's right, you lived in the Kansas. Yes, Spring Hill, Kansas. So, like, they probably went up to you and you're like, "Hey, are you reading?" Yeah, I wouldn't say academic. Some people in our class were really good, but it wasn't the encouraged. It wasn't like you got shamed if you missed class. It was like, fuck yeah, you did. Like, that was exciting. So we're working against the odds, not with them. And just in general, most of the coaches had a real uh, don't be a fairy sort of attitude about conditioning, right? Water makes you weaker. So things were good. Some education got later. I mean, it was the early 2000s. What did we know? Good. I'm glad that we worked out this session of therapy. Uh, My assistant will bill you shortly thereafter. Let's go to Rob on this one. Rob, you're going to lead us off on a women's strawweight fight between Courtney Casey and Rhonda Marcos. Mm, That's a tough one. Um, I am going to go with Marcos, hands down. I think that that's going to be a pretty good fight, though. Okay. That's what I got. Okay. Kev? I, I hate to do this because it's Florida and I'm still upset about the 2000 presidential election. But I'm going to agree with him and go with the quiet storm, Random Marcos. Simple reason. Okay. And Very I'm going to put exuberant hair color. 
I'm going to put 15 seconds on the clock uh, to Rob. Can we discuss the Quiet Storm as a nickname? What are your thoughts on that? The Quiet Storm. That kind of sounds like a silent orgasm to me. That's what it reminds me of. You know, it's kind of like everything's going all good, but all of a sudden you don't want to hold it in. It's kind of like a sneeze you don't quite let out. I don't think it's a good nickname. I'd go with the, uh, the Angry Vaj, I think, would be a better name. Angry Vaj. Kev, have we learned too much about Rob's sexual life? Way too much. Way too much about the sex he's having, uh, how that influenced his hobbies, what he's currently wearing. But mm. I'm kind of digging it. You know, it's okay. okay. That's fair. Uh, not at all supporting the feminine elements that he said that you had. Which, by the way, Feminine Elements, a supporter and sponsor of Verbal Tap. Feminine <laughs> Elements. That would be an awesome. But you just don't feel name. the freshest you've ever felt. Feminine Elements. <laughs> it's the dumbest commercial we've cut yet. All right, let's go to our next one. Uh, Kev, you're going to lead us off on this one. It's a welterweight fight between Rick Story and Donald Cerrone. This is easy. The story is over. With this one, right? Oh, God. Narrative ended. I'm going with the cowboy because he's pissed off, also, which I just I don't want to fight him when he's mad. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> hey, Rob, can we turn a page on Kevin's analysis here? Um, I, I, I have to agree, unfortunately. I thought he was going with Rick's story, and I was thinking, hey, kickies all day. I think Donald Cerrone is going to put a, a head kicky all up on the story, and that's going to be an end of chapter. I agree, hundred percent. I'm going Donald Cerrone. Wait, I need, I need technical uh, assurance here. I don't necessarily kickbox a ton. I played soccer, and it translated a little bit into kickboxing. <laughs> but my question for you is: Did you just say head kicky? Head kickies. That is right. Head kicky. That is the technical term mm-hmm. for getting kicked in the face several times. Head kickies. Okay, Kev? I would presume Rob knows a lot about head kickies, mm-hmm. both receiving, giving, and defending himself in prison. Okay. <laughs> we, we've never... Well, I mean, it depends. You know, sometimes they want your cornbread. You know, you got to... You got to go along to get along, if you know what I'm saying. And it just happens. You know, I do not know what he's saying. Nope, nope. None of us in this conversation know it all what you're saying. Don't want... That's not a question. <laughs> He literally just said something about equating to cornbread, and I was like, nope, too Southern. I checked out. Can't do Damn it. it. Every time I drop some Southern knowledge, y'all just boot to the side. It's the South, son. Where the knowledge comes from. Where you live is adorable. We're going to go back to you on this one. It's a featherweight fight between Chris Avelia and Artem LaBeouf. I'm going to go with LaBeouf. I like the name. I'm going back with the name. I don't even care how good they fight. I'm just saying that sounds sweet. I wish my name was that, but it's not, unfortunately. So we're going with that one. Okay. Kev? Artem LaBeouf, a good southern name. Uh, he's from Russia, by the way. I'll take Chris Avila, because I don't know a lot about a lot, but I know he's from America, and it's the Olympics. Ooh, America. Oh, yeah. One of those guys. How many, uh, how many guns you got on your uh, fucking truck rack, your gun rack back there? Enough uh, to defend freedom. That's for sure. Uh, time out. Kev, this question goes to you. 15 seconds on the clock. Uh, why is it that Rob hates America? I, it sounds, first of all, he's obviously not a big fan of our Constitution, so maybe we should start there. You heard that jab. Taking a shot at legal Americans just trying to defend their homes with an AR-15 from potentially Turkish rebels. 
Listen, I don't know which amendment protects me with the ability to use a gun, but I it's know it's one good. Of the first ones. <laughs> it's one of the top four. And it's because everybody knows they're ranked. Uh, America. Oh, Americans. Uh, I'll give you 15 seconds to respond to any prompt you'd like to give yourself here, Rob, because I feel you're in a world of danger. Um, I think that right now I am being attacked. Uh, it's almost like uh, an attack from outside of the United States. I think that this seems to be liberal hate, and uh, you're just going after the Southern Republican dude. Uh, I get it. You know, I get it. We're stronger, more manly. I understand. It's okay. Y'all have your uh, peace pipe rally or whatever it is that you hippies do. And then uh, when you get done, come back down south. We'll build a wall. It'll be a good time. First of all, <clears throat> let me take this one. As the resident Brown of the podcast, you're going to tell me you're going to build a wall. I'm going to build around your fucking sound right now. <laughs> Calm the fuck Whatever. down. Hater. You're going to build a wall around Florida. Yeah, that's really going to work for you guys. Let me know how that one goes. Hey, yeah, y'all kiss Orlando and Disneyland goodbye. I live in California. I have fucking oh, yeah. Disneyland here. Damn, you got one, too. Yeah, but it's not the same. You know, it's like the little tiny offshoot. It's almost like going to Grandma's house. You're not really going to vacation. You know, it's just somewhere you go every once in a while. You don't really like it, but you say you do. You take the pictures. You know, it's not the same. What kind of messed up parenting equated going to Grandma's house to Disneyland? Number one corporate I'm manufacturer. It's like the fake vacation the parents try to give you. You know, it's not a real vacation when no, they say you that. You know what happened? I did the same thing then that I would do now and said, "Yo, mom, dad, this is some bullshit." I know grandma's isn't Disneyland. Disneyland, you got to take the five to get to. What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> I wouldn't just be like, oh, "Well, I guess I'll just keep waiting till Epcot Center shows up," or I don't know. Maybe when I was fifteen, I would have said something about some conspicuous shit going on at my McDojo so that I didn't have it on my conscience where I would create an Instagram and powerful social media tool to take down others. But that's all I'm saying, Kevin. Oh, 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 that hurts. That I'm not hurts. even in the game. I just needed to insert myself momentarily. Man, you just came at me. You came at me like, oh, balls deep. That wasn't cool, man. I thought we were cool. We are cool. Just, but you just need welcome. to learn. Erica is great, or it's not. We're not sure. We're waiting to find out this election. Let's go to our next one. I'm putting 20 seconds on the clock on this one. Uh, Kev, did you lead that last one? He Yes. All right. Then uh, we're going to do 20 seconds on the clock to Rob. And uh, it is a lightweight, light heavyweight match between Anthony Johnson and Glover Teixeira. Go. Johnson. He is going to lay the Johnson down. That's how that's going to go. I do believe it's, uh, I'm going to call it minute, 10 seconds into the first round, uh, right straight. Boom. That's it. Right straight. Okay. Kev, what do you got for us? I'm going with the grain pretty much on this entire card. With this one, I'm going to have a little fun with. Uh-oh. If it's the rumble that's powerful, great. <laughs> but if it's crafty Teixeira and Johnson gets a little nervous like he did against Cormier, I'm going to have to take me some Teixeira. Can we discuss the difference between Cormier and Glover in this situation? They are two very different fighters. They are. Um, I'm going to say that, that, uh, you know, uh, Glover is, I think he's a little bit more calculated in what he does. I think that uh, um, 
the champ right now. I think he has like a one track mind. You know, he just goes, he's, he's, he's all wrestling all day long. He just wants to get the takedown. He wants to get on top and he wants to grind it out. And I think that Texera is a little more diverse than that, just in my opinion. And, you know, I don't think he's as aggressive and I think that's where he's going to lose. Kev? I just, uh, I'm going to take the minus 250 that I would give towards Anthony Johnson and I'm going to invest that money on a plus 190 take Glover Teixeira. Plus, he's climbing a little bit already, so people are kind of liking that favorite. That's where I'm headed. I just like the idea that Glover is crafty, but is he getting aged out now? Is that a real thing that we should consider? Because some people say it's not a real thing, but like, statistically, people get old. They yeah, do, and he's, he's 36. I think Johnson's due. I think it's his time right now. I think he's on the way to, to try to try to be on the top and i think that he's gonna mow down glover let me ask this before we go to our next fight just in your opinion rob if johnson got another crack at dc would he repair any of those mistakes that he made the last time or do you see him still playing that or still losing to dc right now um i i think that dc is shouldn't i i'm gonna say it but i just don't think that he really deserves the title right now. I mean, I know How he's won his way you? up. I mean, I think that he's done a lot of good things in his career and stuff like that. But I think that if it wasn't for the fact that John Jones can't stay off of any pretty much anything illegal for himself, I think that he'd be the one with the title right now anyway. So I just, you know, that's just my opinion. I think that Johnson would mow through him. I mean, you're Maybe right, but learn. Johnson, I mean, you had Jones do that to himself. So it's not like DC just invented a lottery or well, I mean, maybe, maybe you're alluding this. Maybe you're alluding the I mean, fact that DC put some nose candy in some very easy to reach places for John Jones. And also some steroids mm-hmm. just happened to be next to it. Mm-hmm. And of course he put a brick on his gas pedal and made him run into that thing. You know, whatever, you know, That's he does what safe. he got to do. I get it. Known as a pregnant lady, but everybody. <laughs> It was so funny because I'm like, oh, he's going to bring up the pregnant lady. And I was like, oh, this will be artful. This will be great. Oh, no, that thing. Oh, no. Uh, what is that thing? It's it's escaping me right now. Uh, Kev, do you have a response to any of that? To all of that? Yes. I would like to talk first about Cormier and Johnson fighting because I think it's fun to give analysis about a fight that's not cu- coming and hasn't been scheduled yet. But I do think Johnson wins that fight because I agree. DC's a phony. I wasn't listening to the rest. Boom. Boom. Mm. Thank you. Interesting. All right. Kev, you start this one, and you have to promise me you will get through the name as I announce it. I will count it against your time for the amount of time that you are laughing. All right? Okay. All right. It is a welterweight fight between Hun Gu Lim Versus Mike Perry. Go. You're an adult. Remember that. I Yes. Uh, first noted. I'm You're an, an adult. Adult, <laughs> Kevin. And I will be taking the goo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm going to take it um, this Saturday night. All right. Rob. Um, I, I, I got to say, 
Hung Gu. That is just an amazing fucking name. Moving on, Mike Perry wins that, though. I mean, when's the, like, I'm going to be racist right now. When's the last time, like, a Japanese dude, like, straight up just won one? Nope, nope. Been a lot. Oh, sorry. My racism detector went off. That wasn't your time. Just took me a second. <laughs> it uh, goes off for the Japanese. Okay. It does. It nose it tuned. Does. That's good. Last time our uh, racism alarm went off with that word was back in 1942 when uh, it was eloquently referred to as the Japs, but it was a different <laughs> time and age, guys. You remember those shows? Back in the day. Uh, Kev, why would Mike Perry pose a threat? Just asking off the top of your head here. Why why do you see that maybe your prediction doesn't necessarily have you want deeper oh. analysis on the young Gu Lim, the ace versus Mike Perry? I don't have any for you. I don't Mike Perry's a I good fighter. To test you. I wanted to see if you studied. See, he's avoiding he's the got racism some performance of what the he's doing right now. <laughs> Fight of the night wins. <laughs> he's avoiding the racism. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I'll give you a chance to address the racism in the room. Uh, there, Rob. What say you to all of this, sir? Well, it's quite obvious. Mike Perry is the blackest man in the room. Yep. Right? Yep. Obviously. Absolutely. You know, can't, can't miss him. <laughs> and Sung Gu is quite obviously, you know, Spanish. So, since since that's going down that way, I say the winner is us by watching the fight. That's all there is to it. Sounds right good. Alright, let's move on to our next fight. Uh, <laughs> Rob, you've got this one. And uh, it's Alberto... Uda versus Marvin Vittori. 15 seconds on the clock, go. Uh, Uda. I'm going to go with Uda. Um, I'm a cheese fan. Sounds a lot like Uda. Um, it's a very low, I think it's like the first fight of the night, if I remember correctly. And uh, I don't think anybody's going to give really two shits about that fight. And I really don't care either, so I'm going with Uda. All right, Kev, what do you got for us? He's taking the Brazilian that somewhat resembles Eddie Cummins. I'm going the opposite just to be contrary and because I like a Brazil-Italy match. Marvin Vittori with his 10-2 and two record. Ooh, going off of skill, Kevin. An unusual tactic for you. Um, I think it'll be interesting. I, I will look to see how that fight goes. Um, if it's going to be the first one on Fight Pass, I find it interesting. We'll get down to talking a little bit more about Fight Pass in just a second with a bantamweight fight between Cody Garbrandt versus Takeya Mizugaki. Kevin, 15 seconds on the clock, go. I'm always a fan of hearing you pronounce Mizugaki. Mm-hmm. But I got to go with Cody Garbrandt because he has a neck tattoo. And it terrifies me. And I just like to think that those are tougher people. Okay. Rob, 15? Um, this one's hard. I mean, Musagaki kind of sounds like a safe word. Um, so it's kind of hard for me not to pick that guy. But we already know Cody's going to win this hands down. It's going to be an ass whooping and a half. Uh, I'm going to do a fun thing. I'm going to ask you both questions for the other. <clears throat> uh, first, starting with Rob, what do you think Kevin's safe word is? Um, I'm going to say chupacabra. Okay. And, uh, Kevin, what do you think the neck tattoo would be for Rob if he was brave enough to get one? A corgi, like the type of dog, wearing a very dominatrixy outfit. Mm. How do you know what my tattoo is? That's well, amazing. <laughs> I just feel like we've connected we've on either side of this. This microphone, it bridges gaps. It does. Bridges, whatever it Speaking does. of which, before we uh, go any further, this is the part where I like to remind people that, yes, there is a wager that we put 
into play with whoever gets the most picks right. Now, here's the thing. We don't bet money because, you know, podcast, jiu-jitsu, martial artists, we don't got the monies. But, uh, Kev, what are some examples of wagers you have won lost for our good friend Rob to understand what they could be like? Sure. Gary Tonin owes me an R&B cover. He's supposed to sing to me into a camera, and I haven't forgotten about it. I noticed he already sang to Halleck. That hurt because, you know, I beat Gary first, and I thought he prioritized poorly. Other things have been um, having to do a 100 burpee challenge on camera. That was miserable. That's a lot of burpees to do in a single setting. What else? Changed the Twitter social media handle for an entire day. Things of that nature. Okay, okay. So here's the thing. Without saying it, do you have something in mind right now? Oh, yeah. Hands down. I got a great one. All right. These are always dangerous to put to people to the south because I feel like they store these things in a locker and they just pull them out like fucking fortune cookies, Kevin. (laughs) Yeah. Got plenty of them. Yep. Got got a whole storage one. He's got just a whole bag of them. Dick bets. And he keeps it under his bed. (laughs) Dick bets. (laughs) But that's a different bag. (laughs) <laughs> let's go to you on this one rob nothing says transition like dick bets uh it is a women's bantamweight match between raquel pennington and elizabeth phillips 15 on the clock go um i have my list here and i picked raquel pennington i don't remember why but it's got a check mark by it so that's the winner there you go good strategy kevin <laughs> i'm also this hurts, too, because Elizabeth Phillips is my namesake. But last time I went with my namesake, I lost. Yes. I got to go with friend of the podcast, Raquel Pennington. Oh, I, oh yeah. I, I just clicked on her thing. I know why. She's got the big-ass arms. I'm going with the big-ass arm strategy. She does have larger arms. Effective strategy. Uh, so you're not saying reach. You're just saying big-ass arms. No. She looks like she works out, man. she got some big-ass arms. I mean, yes, like a girth. Just girthy arms. Kev, what do you think about his uh, boxing knowledge right now? I don't know anything about it, but I agree with him. She has girthier arms, Raph. Like, I don't think this is a point. There's more that's that not exactly us than divides us. Something I that I here. feel. Yeah, you can agree all you want. So I'm his just boxing expertise is paying off dividends on the mm-hmm. podcast because someone with no experience at all was able to come up with the exact same analysis. Oh, so. Interesting. Any response to that, Rob? Um, no, I think we had a good thing going on here. I don't want to dig too much into it, but tooting my own horn, you know, know what I'm talking about, going with girth and uh, looks and last names. I think that's a bold, that's a that's a fantastic strategy to go with. Still, it sounds like yeah, the strategy that uh, that helped define you a wife a long time ago, back in the day when you went clubbing. Those were all of the things that you were looking for. Fortunately, that was a long time ago, and you were a different that's person. That's what nailed me, though. What nails me right I there. have some really bad Throw news, guys. Um, I will not be able to stick around for this last one. Um, I'm going to be replaced as the host for just a minute. So uh, I wish you guys well. Thanks, uh, I'm gonna. It's been a lot of fun, uh, and I'm I'm sorry I would have to leave. Uh, I'm being forced to. So uh, I want you guys to enjoy your next host. Okay. I will miss you. Hey, what's up, you fucking fucks? You know what I mean? Like, this is uh, Nate. What? And, yeah, Nate I, Diaz. Oh, yeah. Here to yeah, announce 
Oh, we only have one thing. fight left. What I really want right now is there's going to be this fucking fight, and I'm going to show up for it. I don't know. Maybe I won't. We'll find out. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm fighting Conor McGregor again. So I'm going to ask you fucking bitches what you think is going to happen and uh, in what round you think I'm going to win. So <clears throat> let me go ahead and start this. Cause, sorry, I got to clear my throat because I fucking smoke so much weed. God, man, it's not even funny. Uh, I'm going to start with the... So like little southern fucking fuck guy. So, hey, you guy, you go. Fifteen. Um, on my uh, my list here, I put Nate Diaz as the winner, but fucking right. Due to the sound of your smoking, I think that you might uh, you might gas out. I think the triathlon on time is over. I think uh, Connor might have this one just off of gas. Oh shit, son! I'm gonna fucking beat your ass after I beat Connor's, but I'm gonna go with this other fucking idiot first and see what he has to say. Well. You know, I know Conor McGregor has a uh, bigger penis. Um, well, first of all, those better are her cards. Hey, these are my 15, Nate. Whatever. Fuck you, kid. <laughs> you know, better Boom, looking, you don't even get a fucking a pick because I was just sitting here and I was like, oh, I'm going to let this guy speak. And I was like, oh, fuck him. Well, I was going to pick you. Oh, I got to well, pick Nate fine, Diaz then. because when it comes to fighting... None of that matters. So let me ask you both like a question matters. real quick. Um, how am I going to finish them, first of all? And second of all, does it make it like harder to like pick somebody when they're on the phone with you? You know. Uh, uh, I think that uh, you win via real naked choke, but I think that Conor McGregor will uh, use his heritage to fight his way out to freedom and get behind you and then uh, probably uh, armbar just because. I'm sure he's been working on his uh, his ground game, and uh, I don't think it makes it harder. I just think it makes it a little more awkward for you, not for really us. Though. I mean, here's but, yeah. the thing: like, I already beat him by rear naked choke, so it's like I'm over that shit. This one's going to be a normal plata. You know, Cat, what do you got? I think you should go the other way. I think okay. this time you should use your BJJ to just control him in the mount, because that's really frustrating as oh, as a purple belt uh... like Connor. Uh, I find it to I mean, be a little disheartening when I get held in the mount. So I think you should do that and just drop some of that you know, 209 you know, slap. Yeah, I'm fucking stalking slap the fuck out of you. I, I mean, like actually, fuck that. that. If you're going to go on the plata, go straight go-go plata. Let's, let's up the ante. Dude, I don't oh. want to fucking go-go plata. Fuck that shit. Nogi burrato plata. Oh, get that shit. fucking shit out of here. I only do American fucking moves, fucking dog. Okay. I say fuck that. Win via wrist lock. First wrist lock. Win oh, ever. shit. Uh, now you're talking. Yeah. Ooh. He's not even going to expect it. Get I'm going to be like, what's that bitch? Chest, what's that bitch? Oh, yeah. shit. You got carpal tunnel syndrome now. <laughs> well, look, guys, this has been fun, and I have obviously more important things to do. So I just want to say 209 do I die. Fuck bitches. Get money. And, uh, you know, thanks, you guys, uh, for picking me because, you know, you're right. So. Peace out and smoke weed every day. Ladies and gentlemen, headliner at UFC 209, Nate Diaz. Uh, and 202. Sorry, I forgot. Thank you. Doing both. I'm glad that you were able to do the hardest part of the whole thing, which is to host for a moment, Kevin. I'm sorry it winded you. Got excited about that. How, uh, how was our guest? Who was it? He was good. It was Nate Diaz. Feeling frisky, but... I really enjoyed the interactions between him and Rob. I think he likes me more. I think the word is iry. Is it iry? Is that the that the, the high version? Iry. Um, yes. Let's go with okay. that. 
Uh, so, gentlemen, here's the thing. Just in the event that the two of you end up getting uh, a tie for some strange reason, let's have you both pick the fight of the night and the performances of the night. So that means instead of submission or knockout, they do performances of the night. They usually give it to two people. And uh, the fight of the night is just who you think of the uh, X many fights we have on the card, who you think is going to take it. So we're going to go ahead and start with Kevin. What do you have for us? First performance of the night is going to go to Donald Cerrone because they're going to want to keep him happy. Absolutely. Throw, throw some bones that direction. Next performance of the night goes to the Dirty Bird mm. with fight of the night going Diaz McGregor. Those are my three. I'm done. All right, Rob, what do you got for us? Uh, I got the fight of the night going to uh, Rick Story Cerrone. I think that'll be the fight of the night. Uh, performance of the night going to Anthony Johnson. Um, and was it another performance of the night? Was that the other one? Yes, two performances of the night. Um, and then I'm going to say the other uh, performance of the night will go to Cody Gabbert. Okay, however the hell you sell his name. It's okay. You you can keep phonetically sounding it out until adult comes through and helps you out with that one. <laughs> Let me say this, gentlemen. We've now come to the part where we reveal the bets. And Kev, as we always do on the show, we defer to the guest. So I say this trepidatiously. And yes, I realize that was uh, more than three syllable word. But Rob, what do you have in mind for a bet with Kevin? Well, I'm going to let you choose as the host. I got two in mind. Okay. So uh, I'll let you kind of pick which one you like better. Okay. Uh, I say compete in a local tournament, uh, no gi, uh, wearing just Speedo for uh, <laughs> no gi. Okay. Or, or I say uh, we go all out, whatever tournament you want, but you have to find the most creative way to get disqualified without hurting anyone. <laughs> Those are both a big no. Just as a heads up, neither of those <laughs> things are happening. Uh, uh, the reason I would go ahead, I would X out those. those two. I will say that, Evan, the reason why we're going to disqualify those, uh, they fall into the realm of money. Yeah, those are oh, expensive. Yeah, yeah. Oh, That's one expensive disqualification. So good spirit, good spirit. I'm going to like now defer to. back to Kevin. Kevin, did you have something in mind? Well, it does sound like he has a particular genre that he tends to to do well in. What is that? So, uh, nudity mostly. Okay. But as a Floridian shit talker, I I think we do this. I think we just make this nice and easy. Uh, quick forty second video, wearing the least possible amount of clothing with a little. Um, polite editing buzzing. If you could put some things over the important parts so we can put it online. Explaining why the other one's just obviously a superior purple belt. Let's just keep this easy. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I can do that. Easy enough. I do that. Uh, that sounds like my Sundays. I was going to say, I spent Sunday morning in the mirror after the shower just talking about Rob at McDojo anyway. So I'm just I'm gonna use what I recorded today if I lose. I'm positive I won't, but if it happens. Well gentlemen I, I'm feeling... I don't know who wins in this. The America it's definitely not the fans. Nope. Definitely not <laughs> oh, America's winning. <laughs> it's definitely not them. 
Uh, let's do this. Rob, uh, way we normally do this is we uh, do this show in the next week. If you are watching the fights, which I'm sure you will be now, uh, we'd love oh, yeah. to have you back to talk about the results of those fights. And then we can reveal on air, on air, who ended up winning between the two of you. Would you be up for doing that? Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, I had a blast. I appreciate you guys having me on here. Not a problem. Rob, where can people find you? What's the product? What is the mission again? Just in case people fell asleep and uh, forgot or they're literally looking at their steering wheel right now being like, yo, what the fuck was I on this whole time I was listening to these idiots? <laughs> All right. So it's McDojo Life. You can find us pretty much at any social media, McDojo Life. Um, our goal is just try to weed out people who are uh, fakes, frauds, phonies, and, uh, you know, any, anything that's uh, illegal in the martial arts, we try to weed out and put out there for the public. Um, and we're looking to try to expand here soon, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to do some original content is the goal. That's why we're here um, to get started with some of that. Hopefully we'll be able to start doing some uh, videos, and one of our video segments is what we were talking about, which is I'm going to call Disqualified, where we're going to try to go to local tournaments and find fun ways to get disqualified. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was that's going to be a costly endeavor for somebody, but uh, I love that you'll be able to write it off for a business expense pretty soon. So kudos to you guys, and uh, my goodness, I I look forward to that. Well, that's great. You guys want to look for a McDojo, uh, Rob? Good people. We very much appreciated talking with you today. Everybody, go check out McDojo. Go check out our friend Rob and his team's great work over there, ladies and gentlemen. Again. Our thanks to Rob Ingram. Thank you, thank you, guys. Woo, we got a lot of, you threw a lot of follow-ups, so people got a lot of Rob and I talking shit on each other, <laughs> and a lot of us talking shit on Florida, and I want to make it clear to anyone from Florida listening, I meant every word. Yeah, absolutely. I, I if anything, held it back. I have another 40% of shit that deserves to get flown at your state, metaphorically, for the physical we've had to put up with. There's a lot here, Florida. You we know love you, but, like, know that you're fucked up and we're going to be just fine. Yeah. We love you like that senile relative. Everyone's like, we love him. But you're Florida, so you're like the Fredo of the United States. You, you know go. what I'm saying? Like, you're part of the family, but, like... You're going to fuck some shit up for us. Would we reconsider the Louisiana purchase? I don't know. but Hard to say. We're there now. So that's, that's going to do it for us here tonight, which means it's time for some shout outs. I will go first. Didn't get the chance to train with him, but texted Travis T. Money Conley when I got to Kansas City. It's like, hey, jiu-jitsu. He's like 11 KCBDJ immediately. Threw me some options. It's always good to have. Didn't get to make it this time. Something tells me I'll be back, Kansas. If I had to guess, I'm on a once a month category right now. We're going to up that. It's going to be once every three, probably. As much uh -oh. as I like the guys at KCBJJ. And I do. Back here at Jubera Jiu-Jitsu. We did a ton of stuff. had a really fun training partner named Andrew Bluebelt, who started out up at Pena's in Vegas and has now rounded the path and made for a very good training partner while we were just uh, doing some sparring, working on some next steps if that Lovato pass stalls. So if uh, for some reason you kind of let him stand up, Raph, that's what we're, we're working on that all week. So nice. 
Major props over to uh, the Jubera crew. That's going to do it for me. Well, let's start with this, guys. Um, let's go ahead and send a big shout-out to my good friend Noah Tillis of Tillis BJJ. He Ooh. just came through today. We got uh, through a very fucking amazing seminar that he did at, at John's place. And I got to tell you, man, Noah Tillis is just – he's one of those guys. He's so cool. He's so chill. He gives you great instruction and uh, great sense of humor. And the best thing I think about his seminar is, you know, I was asking him, I was like, hey, you know, how's your back? He had just thrown it out. But he came through. There was never a moment where he was like not going to do the seminar. But he just goes, yeah, I'm just trying to narrow it down. <clears throat> I'm just trying to narrow down what it is I'm going to teach you. And when he says that and he shows up with like 20 techniques that he goes through in the time span of two and a half hours, you go, what did you cut down? Like this is more than I get at most seminars. You're giving us options. This is amazing. So the amount of jujitsu that flows through that man's head is quite impressive. I want to thank the guys he brought from his gym to come over and train with us. Always great stuff. So uh, our thanks to them. My thanks to John for opening up the academy for a great, great set of training uh, over that way. I also want to thank the guys at the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club because they have been helping me with this hybrid success challenge. And let me tell you guys, it is tough. I am enjoying it. Working a lot of wrestling lately. And uh, it's cool. It is taxing on the body, as I mentioned last week. But uh, it's much easier when you have great help like that. So much to the point that when I showed up at VMAC this week, my good friend Hassan stayed an extra hour just to do some wrestling drills with me. I can tell you this, and uh, I think it'll go up on a post later this week, but uh, we don't ever talk enough about those instructors or those people who spend the extra time to sharpen us to get better so i know we do this shout outs thing and it becomes kind of second nature for you guys to hear our favorite training partners and our friends but it is so wonderful uh that we have those training partners and i don't think we do enough to really say how much we appreciate them so yes we are saying a shout out to hassan but by and large we are saying it as a larger thank you to everybody who does that sort of stuff for us it is always welcomed and we are so appreciative of it so thanks to them thanks to gordon and uh and uh, our good friend keenan those guys put on a great match we were in touch with them i think they enjoyed our nonsense that we did for that and uh i just wanted to end by saying uh thank you guys very much you guys have given us a lot of love with the article that we put up not just for that one but uh we put up a post for my mom and uh, you guys have been so great about your responses to that. And uh, I just want to let you guys know it's always wonderful when I see you guys giving great notes or feedback. And in doing so, I found that our good friend Chewy, Nick Albin, over in uh, Kentucky, uh, he unfortunately shares a similar date for an anniversary uh, of a passing of a family member, specifically his mom. But it's very interesting when you do something in jiu-jitsu where people have that same thing. And I told him, I was like, you know, it sucks to have that anniversary, but it's great to be in good company uh, with people like you who uh, I, I feel great knowing through jiu-jitsu. So you always take those weird, odd moments that you really don't expect uh, when you write these things. And you just go, shit, man, this, uh, this sport really does bring a lot of people together that you, in ways that you would never, ever expect. And uh, it's always healthy and very positive. So, again, my thanks to you guys. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy the content we're going to be putting up this week at rafasparza.com. Look for it. It's going to be a lot of fun stuff. So that'll do it that for me. 
that's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night. And good fight.